I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Ralph Pellimantu and you're listening to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to another edition of You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast! I love when Neil introduces <laughs> Thank you. Here in the studio with me, as always, we have Rich. <laughs> he didn't know how to say my name. I yes. got into trouble for saying it wrong the other week, didn't I? So, <laughs> say hello. Hello, hello. hello and everybody. I, I also have far over the other side of the studio, which feels a lot more spacious because it's been rearranged. I have Wayne. Hello, everybody. And joining us live from wherever he is, I'd love to ask where you're, where, where you're from, is our special guest, Ralph Pellimanta. Hello there, I'm in uh, Bethnal Green at the moment. London. Ah, okay. Just so you know, so you can picture it, in London, yeah. Foggy London town. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So yes, uh, welcome to the show, Ralph. Oh yeah, thanks for having us. Oh, have you become Sam Smith? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just momentarily, momentarily. <laughs> I think that was probably my uh, my uh, northern roots popping out briefly. <laughs> briefly, I'll put them away again. <laughs> Very good, excellent. So, what can we expect from this evening's show? We can expect music, lots of music, unheard music, music that will expand your the horizons of your ears. <laughs> so, as usual, the, the the show will take the format of our five rounds. We begin with the head to head round. What are the head to head scores at the moment? Who right. gives a shit? Uh, they are. Uh, I'm leading on seven. Richie's on six, and I am trailing behind with three. Yes. So we have three excellent songs that we have brought for our head-to-head challenge this week. And as always, our guest Ralph will will choose the, the the winner of these songs, the song that he prefers. They're all winners for making it to the show. Absolutely. But, uh, what are you bringing for us this week, Wayne? Uh, I am bringing a band called. Uh, Vanderbilt and their song Dreaming Colour and Rich what are you no bringing? shit I'm not remembering things let me get my notes mm-hmm. out oh yeah my, my artist is Rasha J that's easy to forget and her uh, she's bringing her she's not bringing but I'm bringing her and her song Red Coat and I will be bringing Blacklight District with their song Me Against the World we then move on swiftly to our Hidden Masterpiece round Hidden Masterpiece Hidden Masterpiece <laughs> Around where we discuss a lesser-known track by a popular artist. What are you bringing for us uh, for, for tonight's show, Ralph? Oh, so I'm going to bring uh, a track by Warren Zedon, who I very much like, and it's um, Accidentally Like a Martyr, but there's this one album called Preludes Album, which is like 
more when they're all the songs are kind of sketches and they're kind of in their early forms so it's that version of that one and it's it's really great very good very good we then move on to our forgotten classic round where a song is discussed that was a classic at one stage but it's kind of been forgotten through the mists of time so what are you presenting for our forgotten classic ralph yeah well i hope i've uh, i hope i've nailed this one or maybe i haven't i don't know but uh, neutral milk hotel uh, in the aeroplane over the sea. Very, very good. And then the all important headphone warning. Oh shit! Uh, intense hardcore genre musical challenge. Oh go! <laughs> <laughs> the part of the show where we, uh, we 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 are challenged with a genre, an obscure genre that we have to bring a song that we appreciate from. Uh, you were challenged with a particularly difficult intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode last time, weren't you, Wayne? I was. What were you tasked with? Special guest on the last episode, Troy Kokel, uh, asked me to go and find the song that is quintessentially the birth of punk. The crazy Canadian bastard! <laughs> so yeah, I'm bringing MC5 and their song, Kick Up The Jams. Excellent. And as always, we round off the show with our artist spotlight, where we throw the show over to our guest to um, enlighten us on... Shamelessly promote himself. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> your chance to, to big yourself up, Ralph. And, He's going to uh, shamelessly and, and, promote himself so much, he's going to be grubby at the end of it. <laughs> uh, and as part of that, um, we, will, we will then play uh, one of Ralph's songs. What, uh, what song are you bringing for us there? The new single, which is not out yet, it's called Ooh. World Exclusive, people. World Exclusive. World exclusive, awesome. indeed. So, so listen all the way to the end, and you get to appreciate that. I just want to uh, just cut in there for a second because we just mentioned Troy Coke. I'd just like to give him a shout out and give him a thank you for sending us some of his merchandise this week. I was meant to bring it into the studio, but he sent us some uh, loads of CDs and some tooth not toothpicks, not at all, now the guitar picks, Very, and uh, they're really, really good as thank well. Thank you, Troy. That's a novel <laughs> merchandise. Toothpick, toothpick. Troy Coke toothpick. <laughs> His name printed on the yeah. side. So cheers for that, Troy. Mm. Yes, uh, thank you, Troy. Any any other news? I don't no. think so, Neil. I think, I, no. I think we're, uh, you know, we're at the end of festival season. The Arc Tangent episode is out. That's, that's all of the... I uh, would like to say that uh, Pellymounter, Ralph Pellymounter, pulled the wall straight over my eyes the last time I spoke to him. I don't think he did it intentionally, but... Oh, you well, didn't mention it? that you were good friends with the people from Bastille. Or the fact that you'd oh, been yeah, on one yeah. of their most famous <laughs> songs. Yeah, no, I mean, I didn't come up naturally, <laughs> so... <laughs> cool. So. So, head-to-head round. Wayne won last week, did you not? I did. So, I believe you go first. I do, I'll go first. What are you bringing for us? This week, I am bringing a band called Vanderbilt and their song Dreaming Colour. Enjoy. Something you like I can be clean 
So that was Vanderbilt with their song Dreaming Colour. This was sent to us back in April, I think, of this year. I'm slowly working my way through uh, all the songs that were sent to us and songs that I think are really good that I want to bring. These guys are from Sunderland. I absolutely love this. Unfortunately, summer is over and this is my last little grab at summer and grab at festivals because that's what this song feels like to me. It's got that lovely festival, you know, danceability but it's also a band playing it on the stage oh, I love it I love its upbeatness I, I love its musicality I think it's really really well put together I love yeah I just love all of it I think it's I think it's a really really well crafted song puts me in mind of bands like Hot Chip um, Everything Everything Metronomy those sort of things um, yeah just from the minute I played it I just fell in love with it I thought it was a great song this song I, I like it because it reminds me of a time when I first started going out drinking and clubbing it reminds me of the song I Got Love For You if you were born in the 80s Calvin Harris yes very um, good comparison that. Yeah, I never thought of that also Kickstart by example uh, some of Kavinsky's works Two Door Cinema Club oh definitely yes this the song "Make Love" by Room Five. There, yeah, you'd you'd know it if you heard it, anyway. But yeah, it's that that it's probably between ninety eight and two thousand and five. It wasn't 
the music then wasn't anything special, but it just reminded me of a special time. This song, it's good. You know, it's, it's from that area. It's an era of a lot of forgotten classics, I think. Mm. Yeah, I did enjoy it. Mm. Do you guys know um, Alex Cameron? Is it David Cameron's son? <laughs> yeah, that's him. That's him. But he's got into uh, he's got into pop music. No, he's got a great song called um, Marlon Brando, and it reminded me a lot of that. You should definitely oh, check right, that I'll out. I've right. heard it and check out him. So what did you think? Fantastic. Of? Yeah, I really like this. It was sort of like I suppose slightly um, sleazy singer over all the sort of electronic club sort of stuff, and I really liked it. Yeah, it is good, Neil. Not your bag, yeah. is it really, Neil? Uh, no, I liked it a lot. Um, I'm surprised you did though. I um, my, my my first note here was Wayne. Did you bring this just to piss Rich? Off because there's a lot of there's a lot of synth and a lot of electric. it's not eighty synth though. Well, you see, I kind of thought it was. I was kind of thinking sort of late eighties, early nineties. It's not maybe. shit analog eighties. It's more up to date. I don't know. I kind of I, I kind of thought very sort of very late eighties, early nineties indie. That's what I see, was. See, no, I'm okay with the late eighties. When you go from eighty nine to about two uh, ninety five, you're good because then yeah, you've got that's snap that's and that's you've that's got kind of era. Bands like, uh, I, I was getting for me, but yeah, I liked it a lot. He was he was a Exactly what you've just said. It was a throwback to that era. Mm. I think I kind of thought maybe slightly before what you said, but yeah, it's it was very happy, very upbeat, very like you say, you know, kind of end of summer sort of yeah. uh, sort of vibe. It um, makes me it makes me long for festivals again. Yeah, see, it's not festivals for me. It's going out clubbing with my mates yeah. and uh, getting drunk and taking copious amounts of drugs. I never did that. That's a joke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. Very good. You know, it's it's one of those songs. Uh, it is what it is. It does what it says on the tin. It's, it puts you in a good mood. That's it. It's, it's a mood alter. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't dark and depressing like most of the music I listen mm. to. But I've sent you so much dark shit recently. Mm, I like dark shit, but it, <laughs> I like uplifting shit as well. I, I like and I like uplifting good songs because this isn't shit. A, a couple of um, a couple of listeners to this, and you can sing the chorus to this. Mm. You know, and, and I like that. I was, I was singing it today. You know, that's that's why they were broke, don't bring me coffee anymore. Right. <laughs> just, just me. <laughs> so, are we pretty much done with? Yeah, uh, we're pretty Wayne's much done song? with that. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. What's your song again? Vanderbilt, a dreaming colour. Thank you. So, uh, Rich, over to you. What's, okay, uh, well, what I've, delights have you got for I've us? I've brought Rasha J, and this is her song, Red Coat.
So her manager said she's absolutely magnetic. So she's metal. <laughs> no, she uh, attracts metal. She attracts metal. She's originally from Maryland, but for the past ten years she's lived in New Jersey. Initially, initially she was pursuing live theatre, which is what lured her thespian heart to the city in the first place. However, after a few years, she missed the creative side of writing and performing her own music. Anyway, she is about to drop her much-anticipated second EP, High Drive. Don't really say much about her. Yeah. Rasha J, a local New Jersey alternative rock blues musician over here in the States. Yeah, that's Rasha J. That's who that is. And, uh, yeah, I I love this because my notes tell me so. Uh, What did my notes say? Haunting R&B. Haunting. Nice organic guitars and some... uh, I put some nice organic guitar and drums in there. See, there's drums in. There. I think I mean organic drums for an R&B song. You don't usually get that. You get a lot of processed sounds, a lot of processed drums. But he's got nice organic drums, nice organic sounds, which is unusual for R&B, especially that type of R&B that comes from the states. You get me, Wayne, staring at me like I'm some sort of fucking weirdo. Yeah, I get it. Amazing voice, fantastic voice, brilliant production, and quite gritty. That's all I'm gonna say. Neil? Uh, yeah, I absolutely loved it. Oh, it uh, it's very unusual. That powerful voice. I mean, the voice just it just cuts through. It's um, there's so much energy behind there. Um, fantastic production on it, and a really good build-up. The way the the song sort of layers and you know structured. Quite. Um, you, you use the word haunting. Haunting. Haunting yeah. and ethereal. I think it's um, there's kind of like a, a dark undercurrent to it. It's like there's sort of like a, a like a backbeat that's kind of quite. Almost sinister. You can imagine. You can imagine yeah. being on a yeah you know, without the rest of the song being like a, on a slasher movie or something. It's like it's creeping up to get you. Yeah. And yeah, you mentioned the guitars. I love the way the, the guitar sort of comes in at the end. It's sort of very sparse and it's sort of it's held back towards. I think it's, it's like the last minute it comes in, isn't it? But it's just so effective. So yeah, just a beautifully constructed song, really. And uh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I get what you mean about. Uh, the 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 slasher film at the start when it first starts yeah. it sounds like a horror movie like and then it goes in a completely different direction yeah. but it's, it's that 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 undercurrent throughout the song sort of underpins it did you think Ralph uh, yeah I drum it I didn't I didn't get into it as much as you guys did from hearing uh, when you were chatting about it there I liked her voice though did like her voice it's a good voice but yeah it's probably more of a, a style thing it was a less my fair fair enough baby Wayne <laughs> I've got a few bits. Sorry. Go on, then. Uh, so she's from, like you say, she's from Maryland. Now, the Americans don't say Maryland. Uh, they say Maryland, don't they? No, they don't say Mar- Maryland. They say Maryland. Oh, mm. whatever. Yeah, there's a whole thing about that, yeah. Uh, from her website. What, as in uh, Monroe? Yeah, Maryland, yeah. From her website, uh, she said her sound is inspired from her uncle Larry's record collection, uh, where she embraced different music styles, taking influence from Prince and the Foo Fighters. I got the sounds, you guys. I've got this dark, brooding, slick sound. Dark gospel. Is sort Ooh, of dark. Yes. gospel, yeah. yeah. <coughs> I was going for there as well. Angry Jesus. <laughs> Reminds me of the Fuji's album, The School. Yes. You know you know what I mean? That's Totally of, get that, yeah. yeah. Uh, definitely Ready or Not. I've got some vibes mm. from that in there. And oh, that's, that's a forgotten classic. Yeah. And On Vogue's What's It Gonna Be? Ah, yeah. That sort of thing, yeah. Well, um, tune. I've got, uh, he's got some great mysterious lyrics. He's quite vampiric. In its in its mm. lyricism, you know, so there's a line about um, hold the thing in your bloodstream. I can't remember the line. It's a fucking brilliant line within there. Yeah, it's got some great production. I really love the song. It's really good. Awesome. Don't matter because I fucking lost. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know what? I'll have to after hearing all you guys talk about it, I'll have to give it another <laughs> lesson. You know? Doesn't matter just, anymore, mate. It's too late. I must have just gone shallow deep. Shallow Remember, deep. Rich, it's not about the winning, though. It's about presenting music to the masses. Your silence says it all. Right, shall we? Uh, shall we move on to my song then? Move on to your song, Neil. Okay, I've got uh, this week. I brought uh, Blacklight District with their song "Me Against the World." Go.
So, yes, that was Blacklight District with Me Against the World. I think um, I, as soon as I heard this, I just fell in love with it. It's uh, it's interesting this week. I think the songs we've brought, I think they've all been phenomenal. They, they, they've all been probably three of the best songs each of us have brought, in my opinion. But it's interesting, like, the, the different styles. You see, like, the song Wayne brought was very much very much in the vein of what I've come to expect from Wayne lately, kind of a lot, lot of electronic, and just to, uh, which which I thought was just to annoy Rick, but evidently wasn't, you know. But he, that, I mean, that seems to be the genre <laughs> that you're gravitating towards now. Rich, very dark and quirky. Everybody knows I'm a metalhead. And it's, <laughs> isn't, you know, this is not exactly metal. It's a, I think it's got the perfect balance, really, of EDM and, and rock verging on metal. You know, it's, 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 uh, it's just got a great energy. It has got a fantastic metal breakdown towards the end, but it uh, just fits the song perfectly. It's very dark and dystopian, sort of very... It sort of it fits the mood of the country at the moment, I think, with everything that's going <laughs> on. Uh, but you can imagine it kind of being played at the end of a dystopian film, like The Matrix or something like that, you know. You know, you know it's... Well, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Why? Maybe, maybe they'll hear this. Yeah. Uh, Ramos, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to be another, he's, another he's, three. He's had a bit of a lease of um, life with the whole John Wick thing, hasn't he, lately? And, uh, yeah, yeah, everyone and, loves uh, him. He's doing another Bill and Ted as well. It's only a matter of time before, before he becomes one of the Expendables. Yeah. <laughs> he, he does. He needs to be in the Expendables. <laughs> Is that... He'll know he's made <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Him and Liam Neeson need to be in the Expendables for. Nobody needs to do that. Nobody. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, what, and everybody just goes looking for Liam Neeson's daughter again. <laughs> that's, that's again, Rambo. that's the new Rambo film. And I, I love the bass on this song. It's like this is going to sound sort of derogatory when I say, it, but honestly, I love it. There's like a really farty bass in it all the way through. It's like the bass rings out. <laughs> It's like, you know... Flatulating its flatu- way through the song. Flatulating bass. I, I love it. So, uh, yeah, I, um, I, I I enjoyed this immensely. What did you think, Rich? Awesome song. Uh, put me in mind a bit of some of your stuff, Ralph, like uh, Fantastic Beasts. Is it Fantastic Beasts? Oh, yeah. Wild Beasts. Oh, wild beasts. Fantastic well, Beasts, but it's with the Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> wild Beasts. It's Very not, similar. Different... different <laughs> Uh, sound, but the, the way it's been, yeah, done, if well, you yeah. Get with, with Wild Beast, it was kind of to try and take some of those metal tropes, but make it more um, orchestral, I suppose. But yeah, no, I mean, this yeah. one reminded me a lot of my youth, of a lot of like works well, back then. We called it new metal, but I don't know what they'll what do they call it now. What's new this? Metal. Yeah. Is it still <laughs> new metal. Yeah, yeah. So did it did it ever did it ever die down, or like is it always been there, or is it having a resurgence? Because I've got me, I like, I suppose you get into your little your little bubble of what you listen to, but. I was surprised hearing something kind of like this because it did just strike me so much of the new battle bands that I used to listen to when I was younger. Yeah, mm. I think kind of rage against the machine, of course. Um, yeah, um, also like System of Down, that sort of yeah. stuff. You know, Lincoln Park. Um, Lincoln Park. So yeah. I think by the time Lincoln Park really started, and they probably really launched it for me, was when I was starting to really step a little bit away from it. I think Lincoln, Lincoln Park sort of... Uh, they kept on releasing that same album again, didn't they? That was, <laughs> yeah. that was one of those weird things. They only ever wrote about three songs, and they were amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, they were good, ACDC. Catchy numbers. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, you know, I liked this one. It was really good. Yeah, it's got a good balance between what I've got here. Shouty, shouty. <laughs> and rap all done nicely with some no, no it sounds counterintuitive but some nice overproduction uh, uh, it's over, overproduced in part but it's done on purpose to fit the song and I think it's done nicely it's, uh, I know it sounds contradictory to the, the word but do you get me Wayne? I do 
So, so yeah. speaking of Wayne, what, what what are your thoughts? I've got a few bits for you about them. Of course um, you have. Blackload District, they are also referred to as BLD. They are from Black Hills, South Dakota. They are vocalist and producer Kyle Pfeiffer and Roman... I can't read my own writing. That's not his surname. Uh, Jalwi, I think his name is. Don't quote me on that, because my handwriting's terrible. I want to get a world map right there in front of us so we can put pins in all the places <laughs> that send us music. You like that one behind you? You know, I did, I did not realise they were American. Get that on there. Yeah. Uh, I just thought they were British for some reason. I don't uh, know. Yeah, they've collaborated with a, uh, with a YouTuber called um, Rain Rainimator on some Minecraft videos that have had some upwards of like 50 million views. Wow. wow. I really think the graphics some shit on that game as off, well. Off the back of that, they've had two top 40 singles enter the Billboard mainstream rock chart as well. Uh, this, oh, wow. song has a, this song has 190,000... Uh, sorry, the band has 190,000 monthly listens as well. Yeah, but it hasn't has as many listens as Pompeii. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. That's true. <laughs> uh, you know that I listen to these songs a lot. You know that I religiously do this for the podcast. I couldn't get on board with this. It's not for me. Oh, interesting. Well, that is interesting. Yeah, I thought, I, you'd I'd like thought you'd have bummed off this way. I think, especially as you were leading us with all those stats that were very impressive, I, I thought you were going to be on board. Job. I sit here with a nice book and then stats aren't job. everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Ralph, Wayne's our researcher. You, yeah. Which, which out of the three, Neil, take over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, the all-important verdict. Um, yeah. yeah, which out of the three did you did you prefer, Ralph? Uh, so I liked, and I hope I'm pronouncing it right, Vanderbilt uh, Dreaming Colour. They were my favourite. Very good. Thank you very much. Excellent. No worries. Well done, I can't, Obviously, I can't see you, but I'm assuming one of you is very happy and the other two are absolutely devastated. Yeah. I'll, I'll give yes. it up, to be honest. I'm on three, so I don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm... Um, I'm pleased that Wayne's lead on Rich is improving because I'm because <laughs> okay. I'm a vindictive bastard. I'm going to start like bringing yeah, yeah, yeah. shit songs out. They'll, they'll win. <laughs> so, yes, well done, Wayne. Thank so uh, the scores now, not that it matters. Oh, they are eight, eight six, three. That's it. Yeah. When does um, when does this when does it end? At the end of the season? Christmas or the end of the year? Yeah. It never it's, ends. So I've still got time to pull it back. I've still got time. And what does the victor get? What what do you win? Fuck all. Just to see Rich's face, man. That's We've it. got this trophy over right, in the corner nice. here. <laughs> we, we have actually we have actually got a head to head trophy that I, I bought last year <laughs> and then never brought to the studio. <laughs> just so sits, I didn't want it anyway. Sits on my radiator. <laughs> but yeah, uh, seriously, joke aside, three awesome songs. But I think it's um, you know we, we, uh, some of the music we've been bringing lately has just been phenomenal. It's because it's because people are sending us really good music. Yeah, I, I mean, you know? yeah. There, there was a time I think when we in the early days when we first started um, using music from the uh, from the submissions rather than going out and finding our own when we didn't have a lot to choose from. But it's just like a lot of good stuff to choose from. But the quality yeah. that we get in these days. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I need to. Just, just interject it. You remember earlier I was mentioning that note that was out of place. Yeah. I'm staring at it again. It was meant to go in my notes for my song. Ah, <laughs> that would make And, more and the sense. note was, it reminded me of the song that Jack White did with Alicia Keys. Oh, another, another way, way to, to die. die. Yeah, from yes, Bond. Yeah. yeah. One which, of the which, better James Bond which themes. Which Bond film yes. was it? The one before, after Chris Cornell, was it? I think. Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace. Well, yeah. no, Cheryl, Cheryl Crow was um, much earlier, wasn't she? Wasn't yeah, she? she was still Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it reminded me of that. Yeah, yeah, that was, that, that that was yeah, a yeah. terrible film, but a good song. I never, yeah, I never it's one of my favourite themes, uh, Bond themes, I yeah. think. Okay, so we're pretty much done with the head-to-head. We are. So, go and check out these three bands, uh, regardless of our opinions of them. But uh, I also need to stay before we move on because we forget every week uh, before. Uh, 
if you want to listen to the songs that we, we we don't play in the show because of Universal Music Group and all that shit, uh, you can find the links in the show notes. So if you want to listen to the songs first and then listen to the show so you can get on board with what we're talking about, all these songs will be in the show notes so you can click on them and listen to them there. All Indeed. That, all that unprofessionalism, you just pulled right back. Yeah, yeah impressive. I'm impressed, Rich. We always Thanks. forget to say that. <laughs> So yes, we move on to the Masterpiece. Right, so uh, hidden masterpiece. Uh, so this is a song by a, a reasonably well-known artist, but one of their lesser-known works. So, um, what song are you bringing for us, Ralph? Oh, sorry, this is um, Warren Zebon, Accidentally Like a Martyr, but from the Preludes album. So, it changes quite a bit, both in arrangement and also, um, actually, in, in like the lyrics and stuff like that. Um, so, it's, it's practically like a different song, really. But it's brilliant. Like, I absolutely love it. And that whole album, actually, I recommend. Uh, if anyone's you know, uh, likes this thing, then they'll probably love the album. So, so where did you first come across it? Where, where did it, um, well, when did um, it jump out and grab you? Is it been quite hidden? I, you know what? I think it's, it's probably it was just chatting to, uh, like Warren Zevon's one of these guys that when, um, like he's got quite a cult following of like when people get into him, they get really into him and they love everything about him. So he's probably just chatting to someone and they were saying, you should check out this album. So, you know, I did years and years ago and yeah, absolutely love it. He's um he is one of these characters that I think a lot of he's quite almost like a musician's musician. I think a lot of like budding songwriters and stuff absolutely worship him. So although he does, I know he's aware he's got quite a checkered past, and this song in particular is is like a bit soiled by that because it's he paints it out as if he's more of the uh, the victim in this, wherefore we kind of all know that he was he was generally the bastard and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> like a lot of musicians, we we make ourselves out to be nicer than we. Really yeah. If you've got that medium, why yeah, not present yeah, yourself in the best possible light? Absolutely, like you guys do with this podcast. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so obviously, I've listened to the accidentally like a martyr from the Excitable Boy album from 1978. Now, the the album that, uh, sorry, the song that um, that Ralph wanted us to listen to is from the Prelude album from 2001. Is it something like that? Oh yeah, but it's. But it was recorded beforehand. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, so it's basically the Prelude Zams is like, it's almost like a collection of almost like his notes of like what they... Because nice. uh, oh, yeah. I, I think one of the reasons why I also really love it is I think one of the obstacles you can sometimes get with people is like him, he's like, he's he's buried a bit within his time in terms of the production stuff that he does, which you can really love. But with this one, when he strips things right back and it's just kind of all the instruments there, I think the songs just really uh, come out and can be, yeah. can be judged as they are, if you know what I mean. Yeah, the, the tempo obviously changes from the the actually album produced one to, to this one, yeah. which is obviously, like you say, it's, uh, this is, for all intents and purposes, this is a basically a demo. You know, it's a demo that's that's got a bit of production value to it. Yeah. I like that the core of the song stays the same. You know, the, the chorus still stays the same. And obviously the tempo's... Um, it's got to be up by about 25 beats per minute more than than the the actual um, accident like like a martyr the one from 78. I'm if we're comparing the two songs, which is what I'm, I'm going to do here because of listening to the two. I actually like the one from Excitable Boy more. And oh yeah, reasons, yeah, yeah. There's reasons for that. I see. I see where you're going with this one. This is stripped back, and you have got that lovely bar flow honky tonk piano. 
in yeah. there. You know, that this really, you know, it's, it's driving the song that is. It's sort of a bit more laid back in that one, in, in the the lyrics and and the voice takes more uh, prominence in the yeah in the seventy eight version. Well, I think I think he changes also the sort of the vibe of it. This one's quite like a cutting a cutting song about like basically saying that the, the partner's like the the real sort of villain of the piece. Mm. Wherefore, I think he then changes it with the with the actual one that goes on the album to make it a little bit more yeah. self deprecating about himself. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do quite like a sort of barbed song and you know some of the lines in this they're a bit like do you know his other song French Inhaler you know what I, um, I, I didn't know Warren Zevon was till I, oh, I googled no it and saw Werewolves yeah, of London yeah. and then um, I went right okay yeah so that he's one of these guys who were also like that was his uh, sort of big hit but I think he kind of hated it because it was a bit of a joke song for him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it, I do like quite a Barb song, but I do, I see your point. They're both, yeah. I say, real good in their own ways. They're, they're, they're two different songs with the with the core chorus, you know? I mean, I'm, like you say, that one's, it's, it's more about a very, whereas the 78 one is sort of looking back with rose tinted glasses about what could have been and what they've done. This one yeah. feels like it's like he broke up with the three days before. You know, it's, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's more, yeah, it's more banging it out as fast as you like. Yeah, yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. <laughs> Fuck to say now. Um, <laughs> anything I could have said has been said. I still couldn't get past the fact that this one that you've just asked us to listen to sounded like uh, the, the theme tune to a sitcom. Oh yeah, I did. An American wait, sitcom. I, I, American sitcom, you, you you did wait for someone to come in, say something funny, and get some canned laughter. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, haven't heard this music podcast. It's filmed before a live studio audience, and then this. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, I think I'd have to listen to it a couple more times to get a natural opinion on it. But I, I no, I just can't get past that at the <laughs> moment, Neil. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like like Wade, I listened to the wrong version until just, and I I absolutely love both versions. I got, got Dylan from the um, ah, funny yeah, you say that. We'll the, the original. I mean, I, I was getting a lot of Tom Petty from it. Yeah, particularly in the voice, particularly in the vocals. Um, I, I was getting Dylan from the one that we were listening to. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny that you mention it because Tom Petty, Leonard Cohen, and Bob Dylan oh, were yeah. all big fans of this guy, so they all like. They always used to say to like you know they were like this this is the guy you should be listening to if you know what I mean yeah I swear if you've not if you've not delved in you should really delve in like it's he's got some I think great I will I've got to be honest I'd never heard of uh, Warren Zeron until this morning when I started listening to this song yeah. <laughs> albeit the wrong version but I, I yeah, liked yeah. it a lot yeah the, um, the the actual one off the Preludes album that I should have been listening to was uh, it's it's blown me away how the same song can sound so different with different instrumentation slightly different yeah you know different a different approach a different mm-hmm. sort of uh, yeah they could they could be different songs and the, um, the, the the actual Preludes version I thought was very Barry-ish which I, I liked a lot yeah. But I, know, I mean, you, you, you mentioned uh, somebody mentioned. I don't know if it was you, Ralph, or Wayne, about the, the the lyrics, and you just that's what struck me. It's this this concept of like you listen to it, and it sounds like a love song, probably more so with the seventy eight version. But it's all of a sudden you start to listen to what the lyrics are actually saying. It's kind of like you know the concept of accidentally being a martyr. It's like hmm, I started this relationship and I thought it'd be good, and I ended up fucking killing myself <laughs> yeah. you know it, it just yeah it's very dark and i like dark he's um yeah he's got some very like i also like the fact that he he has a lot of these odd one lines where it'll be a very dark song but then he'll just put in something that's quite funny as well you know mm. he's one of those sort of writers um and as you say like sometimes 
the music not necessarily being in keeping with yeah. uh, the lyrical content. I love that sort of mm. stuff too. Uh, right, so a couple of facts about Warren Zevon uh, from Chicago. Werewolves of London has 31 million streams, and his second most popular song, which is Keep Me In Your Heart, has 7 million streams. Uh, Zevon was a stand-in uh, band leader on The Late Show with David Letterman uh, when uh, Paul Schaefer... Is it Paul Schaefer? Oh, I didn't know don't know. Whoever the band leader is on, on Letterman when he was away. And after being diagnosed with a rare form of cancer, he was honoured as being the only guest ever to appear on an episode <clears> of <throat> David Letterman with nobody else. So it was just all about him. His songs have been covered by Bob Dylan. When he was announced that he'd got uh, this, this fair form of cancer, Bob Dylan played uh, a cover of his every night on, on the tour he was on at the time. And I read that this song is about romantic loss and times gone and lost opportunities, which pretty much you get mm. from that straight away, don't you? The, w- towards the end, where he, that, that Keep Me In Your Heart for a little while, it's one of the last songs he wrote, when he knew he was kind of going to die, so it's like his sort of, his his sort of last yeah. sort of thing. Um, but it's like... It, the sort of romance story of it his wife who he treated quite badly she left him in the end but that he it was always the one that he kind of you know like thought that was the one that got away and this song's about that but in the end her and then her then husband both took him in and nursed him in the last time last couple of years of his life sort of thing so it's sort of a, a little bit of a tale of redemption yeah, I, I suppose you know? was re- when he was recording the last album that he was obviously he was so he couldn't get to uh, studio so they recorded it from from the settee where he was staying and that's that's where he recorded his last right. album from so yeah it'd be interesting to listen to more of his stuff to be honest i didn't know who he was so i'll, yeah. I'll have to you know where we'll check him out know, uh, no no i mean no? either i'm well, definitely gonna check him out dun, 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 you know the kid rock song no no uh, i might know we if were, i heard it. it's no good you sitting we there were trying different things we were smoking funny things dun, dun, da, 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 oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah i do yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you get to the chorus of that and that's werewolves of london okay uh, yeah. brilliant good song i mean i i, I love leonard cohen so uh, <laughs> any anybody who he recommends I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you'll be checking him out yeah, yeah i also got Chad yeah. and wilburys oh, yeah. and elvis oh, yeah. costello oh yeah tom petty well, tom oh, yeah. and bob yeah. dylan yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah I, I elvis found... costello wasn't in the band no. No. <laughs> i found of the 78 version accidentally like, like a martyr the production reminds me a lot of uh, the long and winding road from the beatles okay. i don't know if you were picking that up not not from that version the the, the yeah. version that we we've all listened to um obviously that was produced by Phil Spector and that's what this fellow this what that song was sort of uh, this yeah. song sort of has a vibe of a Phil Spector type uh, production yeah uh, is it a hidden masterpiece that's the question yeah it well it obviously is yeah <laughs> the only issue I had with it was the fact that I'd never heard of Warren um Oh, I was saying it was you, Neil, but the, the, well, the Warren the, the, Seven. But the stats speak for himself, yeah. so there was no question in my mind at all had it been a masterpiece. Um, so yeah, yeah, it is a hidden masterpiece, definitely. Yeah, well, I, I'd say I think you've got a lot of joy in front of you listening to his, his the, stuff. The funny thing about this song for me is when when we first got it, you sent the email over, and I got it and listened to it. I went, "This is neither. This isn't a hidden masterpiece at all. I don't care that it's, nobody knows what it is. It's not a masterpiece." And there it is. The more I've listened to this song, this song is fucking brilliant. Yeah. And it's one of them that grows on you, you know. And like, it's layered. It, it, yeah. You miss a lot. You miss, you miss a lot of the stuff the first time you you listen to it, and then mm. you, you pick 
pick up all those nuances and all those different and I... yeah he's he's definitely one to, to like I, I guess those sort of little lyrical gems they might not appear to you the first mm, time but then you're like wow nothing, you can see how yeah. he influenced a genre yeah. as well and mm. influenced a, a, a large group of musicians like you said earlier yeah I think he was one of those guys that everyone um everyone loved but I think he was just such a difficult guy to get on with they and just kept on really shooting them. himself in the foot you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <thinking>? absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, accidentally a martyr by Warren Zevon is a hidden master. It is. It is a hidden master. Well done, Ralph. So, now we move across to our. Oh, I refuse to say bounce. Move across <laughs> to our forgotten classic round. Forgotten classic. <laughs> So, what do you... So, Forgotten Classic, this is a song that was a, an absolute yeah. banger back in the day. Uh, Fucking uh, belter! Yeah. Classic that everybody <laughs> loved, but has now been forgotten. Yeah. Been, been neglected. So, I, I think I might have got this one wrong. <laughs> if the other one was the other one was on the fence, then I might not have got the right idea about this one. But, maybe I have. Go for it anyway. Yeah, who knows? I'll put forward my argument. This is uh, Neutral Milk Hotel, um, and... Have you guys, you, no. Do you guys know them before? No. no. Had you heard of them before? Okay, so they were one of these bands that they they did uh, they did this album and then they did another album and then they sort of split up. But then they've kind of subsequently been picked up and again they've been like big influences of people like uh, Arcade Fire and that sort of thing. And they kind of I guess they were one of these ones that kind of were almost a bit too um, ahead of their time, I suppose. You know what I mean? Like again, the album start to finish is just brilliant, and anyone that I can get to listen to it, I definitely will. And this is one of my favourite songs in it. But yeah, so maybe I kind of misinterpreted Lost Classics. But it's I suppose that or maybe I haven't. I don't know. You know. Um, but yeah, let, let me know what did you guys. Think? So so what was the song um, it's called? In the oh, in the aeroplane over the sea. Shall I go first now? Shall I go first? Um, yeah, yeah. Go on, I'll go first. Cool. It wasn't a bad song. It's very quirky, which. It's normally something I like. Very uh, almost they might be giants in places. It was. Uh, I, I have to say I'd never heard it before, and I did, yeah. I did listen to some more Neutral Milk Hotel afterwards to sort of familiarise myself with them. And I, I'll be honest, this wasn't my favourite song of theirs. Uh, the was, song I, I did end up liking yeah, yeah. was uh, Two Headed like? Boy. Oh, I thought it was a great oh, song. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, it's a great one. To be perfectly honest, I picked this one just almost because I love absolutely every single track of that album. It's one of those one of those albums for me. Yeah, yeah. Two Headed Boy was a standout track for me, but uh, but this, this this was this was okay. Yeah, it was it was, it was enjoyable. So, Rich, I, I, I can't remember the song. Does that tell you much? Um, <laughs> Wait, well, you've I've obviously got, forgotten it. I've got, I've, I've, I've got Dylan for this as well. Um, deer, it smells, smells a bit like Deer Hunter. More recently, Mountain Goats. Uh, it's, it was just okay for me. Well, they smell like they smell like the last geezer. They, no, they smell like Neutral Milk Hotel. Those people you just said. Well, yeah, obviously they were mm. first, but that, that, yeah, Mountain Goats is more recent, and so is Deer Hunter. Didn't have anything to stand out for me, if you know what I mean. It was just a, what, another good song from that era. Oh. Uh, maybe I need to listen to it some more. I did only listen to it once. I have some notes. Of course you do. Of course I do. Neutron Milk Hotel out of 850,000 monthly listens in the aeroplane over the sea from 1998 has 41 million streams. Wow. They are from Ruston, Louisiana. They formed in 19... 19- 
89, and their first gig was in a local laundromat. The band is noted for experimental sound, abstract lyrics, and eclectic instrumentation, which, you know, the way everything's recorded in this, you could tell that. After they toured the album, uh, they went on hiatus, even turning down a support gig on an REM tour. Oh, well. I could see them working with REM, actually. And uh, the, the most interesting thing I found about this, this song in particular, and this album is all written in abstract about the diary of Anne Frank and okay. the Holocaust, which I, you, you would not get the, the, the Holocaust and the horrors of mm. the Second World War from this. No, thing. you wouldn't, would you? You know, I'm not on the fence like you guys are. I think this is a fucking belter of a song. I absolutely love this. From the first time, it's... it's it's and I'm surprised Neil doesn't love it as much as I do because he's got it's happy and jolly with this dark undercurrent. I probably need to listen to it some more. Yeah, I, I, I think it, it could quite easily be a song I'd love. I, I really recommend put on the album start to finish a couple of times because it's also the way that it flows and stuff. I'd say it's been a massive influence on me as well in the way that, um, like with the last release that I've done, the first album in this early project, I'm just trying to get music to kind of, um, I guess, like feel disjointed but mm. also flow really well you know what i mean feel like you're going into different areas and you're trying to push things but still have that so cohesiveness sort of thing so yeah really again like if you haven't yet it's just one of those brilliant albums and also i suppose the way that it's uh, the way that it's influenced so many other people it's like you're kind of getting back to the root of it um because a lot of the bands that you were mentioning then completely agree with you but this is kind of like source you know what i mean it's like it's really cool and some of the stuff they did with production things it's a lot of acoustic guitars but then just really uh overdriven so sort of like um almost like a busting dead like you know like old flappy uh speakers to get that like yeah, ridiculous sound. Um, but yes, great. Yeah, I say, I, I love it. The on the I am tone. really glad that one of you liked it. So they used to, they used to, they used to <laughs> do um, distortion back in the sixties, seventies. Yeah, hole in the cone no, as well. Slash yeah. it with a knife. Yeah. Or yeah. I think I definitely need to give it a uh, give it another chance. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I did listen to uh, a fair bit of the album today, but the trouble was I got fixated with a different song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I see where yeah. where your inspiration from these guys comes from. I listened to uh, your album in, entirely. Over Sounds the nothing like Wild Beast. Definitely got some flavours of this in it. Yeah. I'd, oh yeah, yeah. I'd, whether it's just the way that you've recorded the guitar or the the structure of the song, there's definitely I could pick up on flavours, you know. And especially because they, they flow on the the way I was listening to them, they, they flow and it's like it, it's not a, a massive departure when you these two songs come back to back. So yeah, so I see the yeah, absolutely, there. yeah, yeah. Is big it influence. a forgotten classic, Richard? At the moment, I'm going to say for me no. However, I will keep trying with this song because I do believe that it. Could we we check back in? At Christmas <laughs> we'll we'll time, check maybe. back when you artist of the week and if you have forgotten it by then. Neil, <laughs> okay. forgotten classic or not? <laughs> not enough for me. I absolutely fucking love this song. I'm going to check out more of this band. It's not a forgotten classic. No, no. it's too popular for a start. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I should have studied the criteria more. Sorry, yeah. yeah. D minus for it's, you. Uh, it's, I, I thank you for bringing it. To, yeah, I, I know. I feel bad. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah, say that. Thank you enjoyable. for being. Yeah, to be perfectly honest, with um, with both these artists, they're just like they're people that I'd love to be able to uh, introduce people to because I think I personally have just gained so much from them that I think they've. Uh, yeah, it's great for so, yeah, anyone to be listening to. Check out the that uh, he's there. There. Their albums. It's time for a headphone warning, everybody. Yes, Neil's about to go off on one. If you, you want to, you, you, yeah, you might want to step back from your phone a little bit. I know. I'm going to move away from the mic. Oh, he's really going yeah. to go for it. Jesus Christ! He's moved into the. I'm going to give him a come run. Musical challenge. Move. 
Right. So, right, so yes. Is should, that I, should, should I do that again? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, this quite fitting uh, that this 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 genre uh, challenge with everything that's happened so far, all the songs, you know, di- you know, it's kind of like the the birth of certain musics. Yeah. It's kind of been like a running theme throughout the show. Mm. Yeah, it's good. So you were challenged <laughs> with bringing. The finding the quintessential song that birthed punk. Does that sentence even make sense? Yeah, yes. it did. Yeah, 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 I liked it. Yeah. Uh, so Troy Coquelin on the last episode um, asked me to go and find the birth of punk, the song that that. All the artists. Yeah, yeah. Artist is a good way of putting it as well. There is an actual name for this genre. It's called proto punk. Ooh. And I am bringing MC Five and their song "Kick Out the Jams." So basically, punk. Is a derivative of another form of rock. Well, punk evolved from basically 60s, 60s and 70s garage music, garage band music, stuff like The Who, The Kinks, MC5. The Stones. I was getting The Stones all the way through this. That might be MC5 taking it from The Stones, but MC5, they've inspired somebody else. I mean, to be honest with you, pro- this this falls under proto-punk, and pro- proto-punk's not really a genre. It's sort of just, this, you can point out at bands and say, yeah, they have a bit of that to it. It's not really a genre, you know, because one of the songs that's highlighted when I was looking at this as being one of the founding songs for, for punk is My Generation by The Who. Yeah, I can, I can kind of get on board yeah. with that. And yeah. You Really Got Me by The Kinks. Mm. Those sort of songs. I mean, My Generation was kind of punk though, wasn't it? Yeah, you, you can go right back to the 50s over some rockabilly and some rock and roll you know those sort of songs right the way up till like 75 76 you know when when punk became punk i love that scene in quadrophenia when they're all going mental to um, my generation and mm. i stopped the record at one point and said why don't you all just and everybody goes fuck off <laughs> <laughs> i was i was looking into this lots of people cite the sonics um if you know them, we've had, we've played a song of theirs on the podcast. Yeah, I know the Sonics. Yeah, a lot of people's uh, cite them and, and their album here, all the Sonics from 1965. It's basically recognisable from its high energy, its um, amateurist, raggedy, you know, style of rock. I absolutely bloody love this. I, this this style of music, I downloaded a playlist and listened to about four hours of this stuff. Stuck with this song. This song doesn't feature the reason why I picked it. Every time they recorded this live, he basically shouted before they started playing it, are you ready, motherfuckers? At every live gig they did, but they obviously they didn't record this for their for their studio, their studio album. But if you go and watch, it's like a YouTube clip of them playing this in Detroit, I think it is, um, on this stage. This That's where it starts from. And that, that is really the essence of punk, isn't it? You know, a, a very anti-establishment in the middle of the 60s, you know, shouting that sort of thing. The messages weren't very punk, though, were they? Have you uh, heard? It's it's the energy more than more than anything else. Punk. Yeah, but punk today and punk in when you know when you with. But this but, isn't but, punk. It's proto punk, which isn't even a genre. Yeah, I'm struggling with this. On on on, on see for, for for a song that's meant to be the birth of punk, it should be punk. It should have a honest, punk message. It's the more I listen to 60s. Um, and 70s garage bands the more they're responsible for a lot of genres alright so so just to run with that, that analogy Rich I remember oh, yeah. when uh, my son Luke was first born you come round our house and he's about two months old and you looked at him and you said basically a baby at this stage is a pet <laughs> <laughs> So, so if you can describe my son as not a person yet, then you can describe the, this genre can be not punk yet. I need to, I need to just because that painted me in a nasty picture. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I, I don't disagree with you. 
<laughs> yeah, but the other people people listening might think, what an evil bastard. But at that age, they can't do anything. They're just pleasant to look at. You exactly. have to feed them, change them. They're just a pet. Now take that, translate it into this song in relation to punk. It's infant punk. So something mm. I've wrote in my little notes at the bottom. Forget all the, the, the stuff I've just rewrote from all the websites I've looked at. I wrote, it's, it's such an undefinable genre. There's so many websites and pages and um, articles I read that have differing opinions on you couldn't pin down a song that started you know the movement of punk or started thinking about people uh, started people thinking about music as a a form of protest expression yeah you know it it, it could you could read three or four different articles and they could cite 17 different songs and none of them would have a crossover it's that undefinable you know I picked this song because I really liked. I really like Kick Out of John. This is a good song. Do you know the uh, Jeff Buckley version? I don't know. I don't know the Jeff Buckley version. Oh, you should uh, check it out. It's like it's great. He used to play it at nearly all his live shows. Right. Okay. And yeah, it's great. It's really good. Very good. How about that? What did you think of this version? This version? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a classic. Yeah, and you know, I'd agree with most of what you say there. It's very hard to, uh, I mean, the start of any sort of thing is very hard to like pinpoint, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. and mostly just, I guess, a retaliation from very big, bloated, over the top rock bands and stuff yeah. to kind of bring it back to more of its, more of a rock and roll's roots. In my ignorance, <clears throat> I only recently found out that punk started in New York, it didn't start in London. Oh. Uh, it's a diff- it was different though in New York. It wasn't the kind of punk that we're aware of over here, which yeah. is all protest and yeah. anger. It was kind well, of I think like over the, there. Yeah, like the, the British punk and the American punk are sort of two different but they've they've got they've got certain certain similar roots and stuff, but yeah, they definitely yeah. go off in different avenues. Definitely. Agreed. Mm. But that's another thing for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Anything more to add anybody? To me, I, I it was just, uh, yeah, I liked it. I did like. It. I never heard it before. Uh, it was a really good piece of seventies rock. It just like I say, it fitted in with the Stones and the Who and things like that, and would have been out of place um, on a compila- compilation album back then with, the, mm. with with that kind of music. But it didn't stand out to me as something that was genre defining. See, I'd say the exact opposite. I think for me, it had the perfect oh, I, I, straight away <laughs> grip me. I mean, I don't know if it's it might have been a live version I heard because. The version I listened to started with, um, I think it was he said, "Kick out the beats, motherfucker." That's what he shouts. Sorry, yeah. that's what he shows you. Yeah. And, and that just straight away, you know, the energy behind that statement—it was just, yeah, so probably what a live version. Mm. To... It's, it's interesting, isn't it, when you hear um, the difference between certain bands when you, you hear them on record and then like that. You ever heard like all the early uh, Beatles tapes no. from like when they were yeah. still like in Germany and that? No. no. Oh, okay. Because you should listen to those because they sound punky. So they're playing like all the ones like stuff like I want to hold your hand yeah. at that. But they're playing it about, I don't know, at least double the speed. And it just sounds because it's kind of recorded a lot more roughly. It's kind of like just sounds a lot more trashy and that sort of thing. But it's, it's great to hear. And yeah, you can definitely see. See how even something like that, which were the Beatles, where you'd be like, obviously they don't, they don't seem like they come across with punk at all, but actually there's like a lot in there, you know. You see, you see on, on, sorry, you know, you say no, it's, it's hard to point, pinpoint anything, any, any, you know, any band that could be genre defined at, at any point. Yeah, well, it could be anyone. I suppose like the start the of be- the, big movement the Beatles, or something like that. Definitely, the Beatles were definitely. You, you could they they started many many genres. If it wasn't for them, you wouldn't have had the you wouldn't you wouldn't have had the the likes of Sabbath. 
and they birthed, you know, that style of, that Sabbath was the, the birth of that style of music. So if it wasn't for the Beatles, you wouldn't have had Sabbath. And again, you can use Sabbath as a, as a you know, a start of a, a genre. But I suppose that you just go back a little bit before that and you've got Elvis and yeah. no Elvis, no Beatles. It's like what you were saying. Well, but... <laughs> it's, it's like you were saying there, but, Ralph, yeah. about the songs being double time and, and there being more, um, you know, uh, th- th- have a different feel to it. Well, obviously... Yeah. Lennon and McCartney have stated that they they have a love of rockabilly, so you know that's where yeah, yeah, that's where they're going from from that. You know, Absolutely, yeah. If you can get, yeah, you know what? I, I don't think they've been put on Spotify, but um, I've got them on tape somewhere, basically. But yeah, they're like they're really good, really good stuff to listen to yeah. if you've not heard it before. It's, it's like a real like that, yeah. different size, uh, different sides to them, like completely. And also, they were like all like young and all like high and <laughs> you know having a good time in Germany. Yeah. But yeah, going back to this, I mean, from that initial opening, it just the raw energy of it. You could see how it was. Yeah, it was rock. It was a throwback of the Stones, the Who, everything, everything you've just said, Rich. But it, there was a different edge to it. There was, it was almost like okay, we're we taking this genre and we're doing. Some Something a bit different with it. Mm. So, but I'd say if it, if, it, if it isn't the absolute birth of punk, it is possibly it's slightly not, older bastard sibling. Not yeah. arguing. I just don't see that. I don't see that edge that you're seeing. I don't see how it stands out it, any different from the, from the others. Is the easiest way to explain it to you. Could you pick up a guitar right now and play um, with the tab in front of you? Could you play Pinball Wizard like that, or could you play? My generation, all the way through, straight away. I'm not a guitarist. I might, no, be, able to, I might be able to do it on the ukulele. Yeah, right, okay. With I had this, to go a pinball wizard once. It's bloody complicated. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's my point, exactly. This, you put this in front of you, you'd have this mastered in 10 minutes because it's stripped down, it's fast, yeah. it's energetic, it's hard, you know, it's hardcore. That's it, there's no yeah. thrills, there's something yeah. very sparse, but sparse but powerful about it. Yeah. I think that's the punk element. That's the punk element, yeah. I can get on board with that, yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, I can't <laughs> argue with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right then, uh, do we sort out what happens next time on Intense Hardcore Genre Musical Challenge Mode? Yeah, or... yeah, we'll do that, we'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. So it is, I've wrote it down, I think, whose time is it next time? Uh, I do believe it's mine. Yes, it is. It is your turn next So, time. Ralph, you have two options. Yeah. You can either select a genre for me to go out and find a piece of music from that genre that I like, or you can choose a letter and we'll choose a genre from the You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast Bible. We have genre a Bible. Bible of every genre um, under the sun. So yeah, okay. pick a random letter. Or you we'll... can just choose a genre, up to you. Yeah, whatever, whatever, um, whatever, whatever you prefer. That should be a, honestly, that, that should be a piece of merchandise. We should get that, <laughs> definitely get that published. Leather bound with like mm. a cross on the front of it. And... <laughs> Upside down cross. <laughs> no, that looks satanic. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe a cross slightly on its slant. <laughs> so so we, we don't affiliate the with any whis- with a glass of whiskey next yeah. to it. <laughs> a fist <laughs> cross. <laughs> anyway, oh, so did you have a? a yeah, I'll, I'll do. I'll do a letter. You'll I'll do, do a letter. letter. Where's have the Bible? The Bible. It's exciting. It's exciting. The Bible's exciting. That's sacrilege. We can't keep it in this small room. It has to be out so we can air. It's in incredible magnitude and and vibrancy. It has to be out in the open air. It's how we all breathe, Rich. That's what happens. Just the Bible in the in the in the cold and damp. Sounds like sounds like like a line from a good song, doesn't it? Left the Bible out in the cold and damp. 
Did you say it's like like a like a movement like a genre? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Have you ever looked into the club kid? Isn't that what, is that a genre or a band? It's like it's like a genre of movement in the same way I guess punk would be like happened like in um <clears throat> in London. It's all about like clubbing, but they get like I mean you're I guess wait I, I shouldn't tell you about it. You got to find out about it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, challenge. that's true. Well, mummy, um, tell me a, a bit about it so I know what I'm looking for. Oh, okay. So you you're going to be looking for like they if you do, I mean if you just googling club kids you'll see it's like basically they used to dress up like really um so it's coming out like punk getting into sort of dance music and they dress up getting like mad makeup and that sort of thing like but really really going for it like but there's a lot in there there's also a couple of murders if you're into that sort of thing adam Adam Um, came from um yeah i think he'd be i think he'd be maybe maybe the uh, tail end of that sort of stuff but it's like yeah it's yes it's kind of like coming in the New York sort of dance scene, that, that sort of stuff. Yeah. But I guess it's kind of late. So yeah, coming out, coming out like when's is it like post punk or yeah, probably coming out post punk, sort of late eighties. And yeah, there's loads of. I mean, I know visual stuff isn't very good for a podcast, but boy, there's a lot of good visual stuff. God's been pinched on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um. So there's actually it's a natural genre. So if I go into, I can actually find music from this. Yeah. 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 Definitely. What's it called again? Club kids. Club kids. Club kids. Yeah. So, okay. so, so if we just chosen a genre while I was yeah. catching the Bible. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Sorry about that. Need it's to the Bible me. After all. But you're holding the Bible now. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. So club kids, I will go and find myself a piece yeah. of music from club kids. Yeah, I like. Yeah, yes. the club kids scene. The club kids scene. Ooh. Yeah, it's not in the genre, but in, in the Bible, by the way. I just looked. We might have to add oh, that in. But you, you need to add it in. You still have it. Mm, I, will, I, will, <laughs> I will find something from that. Then. Have fun. Yes. So now, yeah, it is our final to... round. It's not a round, really. Is it? It's more of a section. It's more of a section. Final section. It's the final section. <laughs> the artist spot. Ligget. Yes, the artist spotlight, which is where we focus completely on you, Ralph. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, how excited are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty excited. Stoked is the word. So, Ralph, last time we spoke to you, you were how long ago was it? Not that long ago, was it? So, like three months ago. Yeah, you got not maybe longer. Not much can have happened between then and now, surely. Um. Oh well, I put out my first album, I think. I don't think that was out by the time. Was it? No, 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 I don't think it was, no. No. So I put out my first album, so that was quite exciting. Whilst I've been doing been doing uh, various shows, so I've been really fortunate. I've been playing some shows with Badly Drawn Boy, which was really good fun. Wow. Because uh, he's quite a, quite a hero of mine. Like, I, I absolutely, going back to that hour with the Bewilderbeast album, going back to the sort of things, a bit like with the Nutramilk Hotel thing, I think it's one of those ones where he was really pushing things and doing seemingly exactly what he wanted. Um, and it's brilliant. If if people are feeling nostalgic at all, it's well worth a re-listen. It's great. So that's been good fun. And then I'm just about to put out an EP starting from the end of this month, and uh, the first track's called AWOL, and just before heading out on tour. So that's that's kind of all, all the things, I suppose. So how long have you been doing the whole solo thing now? Because obviously you and the band... Um, t- is it Tequila King? Tequila King, yeah, that's yeah. it. So how long have you been doing it solo now? So, uh, I don't know, about six months ago, maybe. Is it, is it, um, I mean, it's not long then. It's hard to say. 
No, I mean, I would probably say about a year ago we recorded the uh, the, the first record. So we did it in, um, it was one of these things of just, I suppose, like, from doing music quite well, I've been quite fortunate in um, making quite a lot of friends and stuff who are very good at playing their instruments. So we did a this mad day, uh, 10 days in the studio where we didn't really sleep, but we just had a sort of conveyor belt of amazing sort of brass players and string players coming through and playing on the record, which it was great fun, but almost killed me and the producer, I think. But um, it was it was really good. And then since then, it's been just kind of putting out the record and then and then doing some tentative shows. So we did a headline show when the album came out, and then we've been doing some sort of acoustic stuff across uh, the UK. And now we're about to step out for our first proper headline tour so it's all been quite fast but i think that's one of the things of being if you're doing things solo as opposed to being in a band you can move a bit faster you know i think you've managed to do in six months what most people tend to do in about six years (laughs) (laughs) yeah well you know the other thing is though i'm getting on a little bit so i haven't got i haven't got all the time in the world do i you know what i mean okay how old are you ralph (laughs) you can't ask Uh, him Get on, Jesus, fucking child. We're all staring down the barrel of 40 here, Ralph. So. I'm, I'm 40 in a few months. <laughs> exactly. You're handling so well. Well, you're you know, like... I'm not, oh, yeah. I'm not, not far behind. Not far behind. Yeah. Christ, but also, you're not, you're not uh, launching your solo career, so, you know what I mean, there's a, who knows, I don't know, are you separating from the podcast? No, not, not, no. What have you got coming up then, Ralph? What's, what's next? What's an, I don't suppose you're going to be doing much for the rest of the year now, coming towards the end. Well, no, I'd say doing this EP and then heading on tour. You're going to tour this year? Yeah, so heading off, starting on um, the 30th of September and then uh, finishing on the 20th in London. And it's just going to be a UK tour, is it? Yeah, UK. And then I'm going to do, because um, I wasn't able to book one in just in time, but I'm going to do this thing where I've done it before with uh, To Kill a King, but I kind of put up online, if anyone's got anywhere in Europe for us to play, I'll kind of come and just play. Um, so it's, it, it really varies what you kind of get, but we've we've already got one person who's got a castle in Germany. So that should be quite got fun. Got a what, sorry? Um, a castle. A castle. That, everybody's got yeah. a castle in Germany. Yeah, you know what? It's very common in Germany. It's hard not to play a show in a castle. <laughs> found that. It's really... Um, We've got no, a castle over here you can play. In Dudley. Yeah? Yeah, come on, play you know Dudley Castle. We, uh, the one rule I've made is that it can't be UK just because I want people to buy tickets for the actual tour. But um, maybe castle-ish? next year. That- maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Just... just uh, just with this place, um, but yeah, so yeah, doing, doing those things really. Sorry, you were saying. You were saying. <laughs> so yeah, just just doing those things really, and then releasing tracks till the end of the year. Yeah, but um, so we'll be we're coming near you. So the Cuban Embassy, as we were chatting about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that'll be on the 9th of October. Yeah, and we also I'm going to Southampton, Bristol. Manchester, Newcastle, Glasgow, Nottingham, Brighton, and of course London. Because you can't do it without London, can you? That is a very extensive tour. That's better than yeah. Than, it should be good fun. That's, that's better than um, and it's the first time stepping out. So and only been um, going yes, six months. All, yeah. Have you been? Uh, <laughs> have you got someone to promote and organise for? Have you, or have you been doing it all yourself? So we do um, for this tour. It's going through my booking agent the one that i'm doing in germany where it's kind of um just random places that's kind of very much opened up to the fans so it's like people it's it's i say i do think it's like um i suppose it's just a completely different experience really because it's completely unplugged and you tend to be in quite unusual spaces and it's just a different way for people to hear music and i think they quite often connect with it a lot more 
so it, it should be really good we've got quite a f- few european followers so we'll put that out on twitter oh, if yeah. you want if you send well yeah get in contact so the email if you want us to play is uh ralph goes awol at gmail.com awesome nice. send that across to me because i'll forget it but yeah no, nice yeah, yeah absolutely words there with nice. the single i like yeah, it very good no yeah yeah got it all thought out don't worry <laughs> very good you sound like you're going all through time so, <laughs> so while, while you're here i yeah. need to settle an argument that i've got Go with um my wife Go she thinks oh that you don't sing the main part the main backing part in um bastille's Pompeii. Uh, Pompeii. The uh, oh, 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 and I'm convinced that that was you. Was yeah. So that 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 was me and a couple of the other lads from Tequila King. That's what I said. That's what I said. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and we also do one on a lesser known one. I think maybe these streets. I was a while that. ago now. Are you really? Oh, I fucking That's love good. that. He's a fucking amazing song. There you go. He's very passionate about it. We like your music as well, though, Ralph. I was about to say that. I, I like it as much as... Uh... Wayne, Wayne is a huge Bastille fan, though, aren't you? Yes, I am. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, cool. Are you, are you long-term friends with those people? Yeah, so we... Um, <laughs> me a really and... weird word, it? Those people. <laughs> <laughs> me and Dan have known each other for years, but then also we were both briefly on the same label uh, on Virgin for a little bit, so that's when Tequila King did their first album. So then we did... But then subsequently, we've done a lot of touring and stuff together. So, yeah. Well, you know, but of course, in friends, a year's time, you're going to outshine them because look what, you've, <laughs> look what you've managed to do in six months. In six months, I know. Just give us another year. Exactly. Just give us another year. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's, it's, it looks quite exciting for you, I think. You could have one of your yeah, songs we'll, over yeah, we'll a see. video about a guinea pig in a few years' time. <laughs> I know. I mean, that is that. If I can have that, and if I can be artist of the week, that's, 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 that's the dream. It. Just retire. Just retire. Yeah, you know? yeah just leave. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. I gotta say, uh, the song that you've sent to us, I will, which is a world exclusive. I was shocked. I, I, because I, I was expecting something like a Wild Nation, which was a bit like Fanta- fantastic Wild Beasts, you know. And it's 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 yeah. a million miles away. It's like you've gone in a completely different direction. Well, the the first album, as I say, that sort of thing. I was trying to like stitch together all these sort of different things. There's moments like this on the last album. I guess those sort of more poppy ones. Wild Beast was definitely um, it was probably one of the tunes that I was most proud of because it was like most unlike anything I'd sort of heard before, I suppose. But then I do like to do these more, I guess, poppy numbers to try and like tie it together. So some people might listen, you know. Don't want to exclude everyone. Oh, yeah. I had your album on all weekend. I thought it was fucking brilliant. Yeah, I've been oh, listening to the album. Yeah. yeah, so diverse as well. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Man. Yeah, cheers. Thanks. Yeah. Well, hopefully, yeah, it's similar with this one. The next track, which I think I sent you guys, but you, you can't quite play it. Yeah, yet. that's fine. Yeah. But it's all like strings and flutes and stuff. And it, again, it's from being in like an indie rock band for um, well, quite a lot of years and doing like three albums with them, which w- was brilliant. But you are kind of, I guess it's, it's difficult to want to do tracks that don't include like bass, drums and that sort of thing all the time because you've basically got two people there that want to play those instruments. So it's quite nice to be able to play around with like lots of other things and also play around with not necessarily having the drums in always from the start or kind of like in Wild Beast, it was very much that the drums were sort of on um, almost like I told the drummer to feel like he was on a chain for the whole thing until there's a moment right at the end where he's allowed to absolutely let loose. Because I think, as you were saying before, it's got that slight metal feel to it. But then it's you'd think that the drums would want to just 
completely go from it go for it if you know what i mean but kind of holding back and stuff has been really fun to play around with awesome so if our listeners want to follow you and they want to listen to you where can they do that yeah just um all the usual places spotify um apple music that sort of stuff um and it's just ralph pellymounter and Pellymounter is P-E-L-L-E-Y-M-O-U-N-T-E-R. Yeah, we had a game with that earlier. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun game. I, I, being dyslexic, I, <laughs> I had that fun game for most of my life. It was, uh, yeah. You should check out the uh, basically the girl I'm very fortunate who's supporting us. Supporting us is Charlotte Carpenter, and she does backing vocals on uh, all the first album. Yeah, she's brilliant, and so she'll be opening up. Well, if you send us her link, we'll check her out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. So yeah, we're going to play your song now, and we're going to call it and call it a day. Indeed, no, it's called AWOL. <laughs> called AWOL. There's a, there's, a, there's a line in this song that I really loved. I I, 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 I thought the song was great and the, the lyrics were great. But the thing, thing, the thing that jumped out for me is you kind of got this almost like repeating uh, section, but it, but doesn't repeat slightly. Where you you, you, you talk about how. Um, what's the word I want to do um, uh, I want to do unnatural things to you or something like that uh, I think it's the first ones I want to do filthy things filthy with things you. with you yeah and, and then, then the next one is I want to do consensual <laughs> things with you it's like yeah, I'm yeah. not Harvey Weinstein <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what I was talking about when we were talking about um, the uh, oh what's the damn song you brought for a forgotten classic what was it called Gone straight out of my head now. Oh, the Warren's Eva. Yeah, no, the, uh, the ne- oh, yeah. Neutral Milk Hotel. The, oh, yeah. Neutral Milk Hotel. The yeah. theme of AWOL and the Neutral Milk Hotel feel sort of. I mean, obviously, I know better from from doing a bit of research, but you know, it's the whole running away and and taking yeah. somebody with yeah. you. Yeah. Know, with with AWOL, so the the EP is going to be called um, Three Love Songs: Death and Kindness, and so the first three tracks are all love songs, but they're all like taking on a slightly different one so this one is um this one's basically exactly that like those small things in the workplace or whatever your regular life is that drive you nuts uh and then just finding a bit of an oasis with uh with your partner but then the the opening track of the ep is going to be called what is called i love you most when i'm hung over so maybe i'll send you that guys yeah. when that's all all mixed absolutely awesome well uh yeah thank you for thank you for joining us ralph it's been a pleasure again no, my you. pleasure yeah and uh, we look forward to our next encounter. Yeah, yeah. Well, be it in the flesh or uh, over here again. Cool. In the words of Def Leppard, there will be a next time. <laughs> <laughs> and until then, thank you for listening, everyone. If indeed. You still are. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Count to ten and then back again. Oh, I'm tapping out. So thin, oh, it's slipping down. Wanna smash our phones and fake our debts and talk with you and no one else? I wanna go away wild. I wanna go away wild. I wanna sit and talk and dance in school. I wanna do some filthy things with you. Ten.
sensual things with you go away one Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Didn't know quite how long we were going to leave it. I was waiting um, for you to say goodbye, but you said hello. That's staying here. Right. Um, I couldn't tell if you were saying goodbye to the listeners. Yeah, we were. We were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, it's official. Summer is almost here. The sun is getting brighter. The days are getting longer. And your lawn is ready for some love. Get everything you need for a season spent outside with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. Manicure your yard to perfection with lawn care tools from RYOBI. Then get your garden going with vegetables and herbs from Bonnie Plants Harvest Select. Plus mulch and soil from Vigoro and EarthGrow. Get your lawn as ready as you are for summer in the sun. Feels like Memorial Day at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.